0: How they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and thank you, as always, for having me into your home today. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I want to share a quote with you that resonated with me, and it says, fearlessness is like a muscle. I know from my own life that the more I exercise it, the more natural it becomes to not let my fears run me. And that quote comes to us from the co-founder of the Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington. Now, in this episode, we are talking with Breanne Hamilton, and she and I have a very raw discussion about jumping into bed, that is, bed in business with our hubbies. You know, operating a small business with our spouses isn't always easy, and Breanne and I chatted up about the good, the bad, and the ugly of operating a short-term rental business with our husbands. She shares what's working, what they've had to improve on over the years, and also how they've navigated difficult situations. So let's go ahead and dive in to my conversation with Breanne. So today I am joined by Breanne Hamilton, and I am so excited to have this discussion. Breanne, thanks so much for being with me.
1: Yeah, it's great to uh, connect today, and I'm looking forward to chatting.
0: Awesome. So for anyone who doesn't know you, why don't we have you start by sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. So I'm actually based uh, a little north of I'm sure most of your listeners. I'm in Canada uh, and I live in Toronto. We have an investment portfolio in Ontario, Canada. So we are spread out through a few different cities And I guess our journey into real estate investing probably started um, four or five years ago now. And we were at a point where, you know, we we had had kids, you know, my husband and I working hard and just, you know, thinking like, how are we going to get out of this? And I have a pension, my husband doesn't, you know, thinking about retirement, like we don't want to be, you know, pinching pennies and so on. And we had always loved real estate, like housing, you know, looking at houses, decorating, construction, all that stuff, and had seen how people, you know, do make a good living and, and become wealthy off real estate. Uh, but we didn't really know what how to go about it. So we just really started digging in. And as we started talking to some more people, they'd share info, and then we'd find, you know, little nuggets along the way. And then we jumped in. So we actually started buying properties with the strategy of building a long-term rental portfolio of properties. So we started in Brantford, Ontario, which is about an hour and a half from where we live. But we picked that market because house prices were lower and uh, it has a really good rental market and, you know, just a lot of access to good tenants and also, you know, to do renovations and so on. So we ended up getting three properties there kind of back to back. Uh, And we used, you know, the burr method, which I'm, you know, I'm sure most people are aware of. So we were buying single family homes and converting them into duplexes. So that involved the full reno of the basement, a little bit of updates, usually on the main floor, and we were doing that work. So my husband's background is in the trades. He's an HVAC mechanic and has done, you know, plumbing, electrical, and so on. So we did a lot of the work on the main levels ourselves and then we did have other trades doing the bulk of the the big construction stuff down in the basement units. Yeah, so we, you know, we kept doing that, you know, rinsing and repeating and then wanted to kind of, you know, figure out what do we do next because, you know, to be able to retire off of a bunch of even duplexes, you need a lot of them. You know, and money wasn't going to be, you know, there forever. So we we looked at kind of getting ourselves out there more, and through that we ended up uh, finding some people to partner with. So we have also done some joint venture partnerships to you know get other properties and and do you know keep go- growing with that. And Doug and I took on the management of that and you know being the active partners. So that was great, but again, it still isn't bring wasn't bringing us that much closer to our you know earlier retirement. So we decided to actually start looking into getting vacation rentals, you know, cottages up and around Ontario and you know Muskoka area in in our province are very popular. And, you know, some of the price points in some areas were still really good. So uh, we ended up getting ourselves a little cottage, fixed it up and, you know, kind of the, I guess, obsession with short-term rentals began, you know, from from the start of figuring out a good market and, uh, you know, doing the renovation and getting it all set up and the whole thing. So, yeah. you know, fed, fell in love with, with that and wanted to keep going.
0: I love that you've called it an obsession. That is a really good way to term it because it is quite addicting, no doubt about it. And addicting in a fun way, right? But I'm curious, did that obsession live with one of you or both of you as you were navigating this journey with your husband? Mm -hmm. Did you both get bitten by the bug or was one of you kind of pulling the other along?
1: Off the get-go, we were actually both really interested in it because, again, it was still, you know, with acquiring the properties, my husband's kind of on the more of the reno side. I'm more of the, you know, design, setup, hosting side, but we both have an equal love for travel and just, you know, meeting new people and, and hosting. You know, it was a way for us to kind of like get back to our ultimate goal of just having that freedom to travel and and do more. And it's like, hey, we can be that, you know, that person or that company for others to get us there. So, yeah, we both definitely were on board. So there wasn't any, you know, arm twisting needed at all for that. So, th- so that was actually great. And I know um, it sometimes can be a struggle when one wants to do <laughs> sure. Sure, more than sure. somebody
0: else. Now, I do also want to ask you to, you know, I know you mentioned that your hubby is involved in the trades and it is, I'm sure, a great asset to have him be able to do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the the construction or rental work goes. Now, I am curious about if you ever encountered any situations where maybe some of the work or a piece of the work wasn't executed in how you envisioned or in the way that you liked. How did you navigate conversations? I'm sure that was a pretty, uh, what's the best way to say it? Delicate uh, discussion. Talk to us if you've ever encountered anything like that.
1: Oh, definitely. Like there, and there's been some, you know, bigger kind of, I guess, uh, miscommunications on that side. We had, uh, in one of our duplexes, you know, the plans had shown the kitchen arrangement a certain way. And then when we got down there, there was like a whole level of cabinets just like not there. And, um, so I was like getting upset because, you know, to get the kind of tenants we want to get the top rents, like, you know, having a a great kitchen, a lot of storage is key but my husband had taken it upon himself, you know, with the cabinet guy to just say, oh, we can get a better deal if we just like X that, that area. (laughs) So they went about doing that and I was like pretty upset. But um, in that case, I actually didn't win. So, uh, and again, timing kind of weighed in. We didn't have time to figure something else out. So when we were renting it, you know, we just positioned it as, here's a great spot. You can put your own, like, you know, furniture or armor kind of thing, right? <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, seeing that type of, of communication is, is very important. With short term rentals, it's always a struggle with because I'm a perfectionist <laughs> and o- OCD ish, right? And I think you need that in, in this industry. And uh, there's been a couple of times where we've had to jump in and clean a unit when we were having a kerfuffle with cleaning schedules. And so we kind. Of and I've decided, okay, let's divide and conquer. You do these rooms, I'll do those. And when I went back to like, it's like the, you know, the pillows weren't straight. And it, it was just like, I'm like, Doug, like, we can't leave it like this. Now I have to redo it. So yeah, I think, you know, he doesn't necessarily have that eye, you know, for staging at all. But, you know, on the construction side and just the whole planning of it at the front end, he probably has uh, more expertise than me.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love that you called them cleaning kerfuffles. I love. <laughs> I think I might have to start using that. You know, I'm curious very early on when you, when you pivoted into the short-term rental space from the long-term rental side of the business, and that's how I got into this as well. You know, we were investing in long-term rentals and pivoted into short-term rentals. When you were just starting out this journey in the short-term rental space, st- space specifically, did you and your husband always know who was going to do what? Was it always very clear as far as the roles and responsibilities? Or is that something that you had to figure out along the way? Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I think going into it, like most ventures, we were a bit naive. I think with the amount of work and, and some of, you know, all of the little details required. So going into it, we were kind of our roles and responsibilities were similar to what we do for our regular long-term rentals. Like he was handling more of the construction and that stuff. I was working on like more of the, you know, the setup of it, the, the business side of it. So when we got into it a bit more and then we got to planning, like the furniture and some of the design, it was interesting because my husband claims he's like, has a good eye for like paint colors <laughs> and, and design and furniture. And I didn't realize that he actually wanted input into what I was buying and, and shopping for. So, you know, I had spent all this time with this like great plan and like, you know, trying to get the price points we needed and so on. And then, you know, he came in at the you know final hour saying, Oh, why don't we do this? Or we should add this. And, I don't like that chair. So it just kind of was a bit of a lesson for us that, you know, this is different than our our other properties. So, yeah. you know, we, we worked through that. I I think I ultimately won most of those <laughs> those <laughs> arguments because the the plan had already been done and I'm like, we're not changing it. But now moving forward, we like, it's a bit more clear. And, you know, if he feels he wants, has a vision for something, you know, he lets me know and
0: vice sure. Way. Sure. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because my husband, like yours, actually really wanted to have input from the very beginning as far as the aesthetic and the furnishings of our space. spaces, I should say. And one of the things that we have had to navigate between the two of us is... Number one, him wanting to have the input, but then number two, just from a logistics and timing perspective, as you well know, oftentimes you have to make decisions on a, on a moment's notice when it comes to, okay, something's out of stock. All right, I need to pivot and get something different where it's a delicate balance with for the folks who have spouses who want to have input into that design and aesthetic giving them the the runway and the leeway from a timing perspective for allowing them to give input, but then also being able to recognize that sometimes you might have to make a, an adjustment in a very quick in a very quick turnaround time. So I've definitely been through those scenarios as well. And it's always interesting hearing about other people who also have hubbies who want to pick out Artwork and uh, furnishings. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious today in your short-term rental business, I know you mentioned you take care of a lot of the day-to-day operations and the hosting. Talk to us a little bit about what life is like after a, quote, regular day for you. How do you go about separating short-term rental conversations from family conversations?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And we still don't have it all figured out. And uh, I think one of the things that helps us, you know, pause a little bit on the on the business side is our kids. So we have uh, a twins, they're seven going on eight. And, you know, when they're home and it's after work, you know, we really try to, shut off work you know for a little bit and sometimes it's only like an hour a night you know like if if we have a lot going on and and other things happening but you know sometimes when i hear my kids saying like you know you're always working or you're not listening or you're always you know so it and it and it gets to me because they're only going to be this age you
0: Mm -hmm. know for a little
1: bit longer and wanting to spend time with us so we do try to you know be deliberate with that and make sure we're giving them that attention you know, and the other side of it too, though, is because Doug and I, we we still work our our regular jobs, and we have this business and our kids, sometimes we don't even have a chance to to connect with each other during the day on our business. And that can also be can cause issues. Because like you mentioned, you know, with timing and furniture, sometimes I'm just going and I have to make decisions. And I'm, you know, making calls and, and doing stuff. And then, you know, it's like, Two days go by and I am finally have the time to check in. And I'm like, oh, oh did, you, did you do this, this, this? And he's like, well, no, right? So because we didn't have that time to really catch up. So we're trying to balance that now. Actually, one thing we've started testing out is doing our check-ins in the morning instead of in the afternoon or like in the evenings. So we both have to get up early for work anyways. So we're trying to spend at least a half an hour before the kids are up and stuff to just go through our, you know, to do list who's on point for what so that then throughout the day, we're both kind of set up to prioritize effectively.
0: I love that. So with these daily check ins, are they encompassing family life and work life? Or is it only encompassing the work side of the spectrum?
1: For now, it, it's still just work because, yeah, so we're just trying to get through all of our our work stuff and, and business stuff, you know, family check-in time on, you know, will happen later or, or as needed, right? But yeah, for now, we're really trying to be deliberate to keep it just the business.
0: I love that. And so I'm curious, how have those been going and have you seen a shift in your day-to-day operations becoming smoother as a result of them.
1: Yes, absolutely. Again, because um, you know, even I guess the last 6 months or so, most of our our business, you know, runnings, it has been deal- hosting dealing with, you know, onboarding, trying to get new new clients and so on. We don't have any big construction projects or anything on the go. So my husband's been a bit more like stagnant and like, I don't know what, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like, right. And I'm just going, going, going and so often feel like it'll take me longer to explain something to him than me just do it. So we have had a bit of disconnect in kind of a a work handoff or, you know, strategizing what we can have him take on or, or work on to help the business. So, yeah, so it has been a bit more, of that in these conversations, which has been good. Because, you know, we have the quiet time to just talk it through, I'm able to then either pass on some things. Or, you know, we've also been talking about other things that he can just work on that I'm not even, you know, don't even have on my radar. So sure. yeah, that's good.
0: Sure. sure. I'm also curious when it comes to working with your hubby, If you have times where you have differing opinions about how to deal with a business issue, without giving away specifics, talk to us a little bit about how you've navigated those situations.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's been, oh God, there's been, I'm just trying to think of a specific because I know there's, there's kind of a lot, I think as we're As we're moving forward and really putting our focus more on short-term rentals, you know, we have had some struggles, again, with I'm looking at it more from, okay, you know, we have our our current base, we we have our clients, but we're almost like I'm at my max. I can't really effectively take on a ton ton of more clients. But because he's here kind of like twiddling his thumbs, wanting to do something, he's out there, you know, trying to get more clients and do all of this stuff. And I'm like, we need to be ready for that. So trying to rein him in to work on our processes and and building all of that out, but getting his input as well so that, you know, he's feeling included and that there is a, a space for him to do and some, you know, a bit of a role for him you know, carving that out has been interesting. And it actually it's been tough, because when you look at just us as individuals, his expertise, and what he's comfortable with, you know, he's always he's on the tools, he's not at a desk behind a computer. So it's a big shift, and vice versa, right? I'm used to working with people who are on a computer all day who know how to use like Excel, right? So having to you know, slow down and explain things can, can cause some frustrations
0: on both sides. And I mean, I appreciate your candor because I think it's really important for anyone listening who might be interested in, Hey, I, I want to retire. I want to retire my spouse and I want to work together. You know, it's important to go into that with your eyes wide open. And I mean, very candidly, you know, it is, certainly a situation where when you have so much change like that, when it comes to how you're accustomed to working and your traditional work roles and now beginning to work together, it's not like you just wave a magic wand and everything is perfect. I mean, there are definitely challenges to work through. So I appreciate you sharing. I know for my husband and I, we have very different skill sets. He, I will say my husband is not a handy guy, but he will say, he will agree with me, I'm sure. But even determining roles and responsibilities in the day-to-day as we look to bring him on more full-time in our real estate business, it is a little bit challenging as well because, Brianne, I'm curious to hear your feedback on this. I have dedicated a ton of time and not to say that he hasn't worked in the business as well, but obviously because of the education that I've been able to get and the amazing people I've surrounded myself with, we're on, we're on the same path, but we're accelerated at different speeds, right? So it's about how do we get to a point where you are accelerating at the same pace. I'm curious again if you've experienced that and if you have any nuggets to help balance that out.
1: No, that's great. I think yeah, so we're still we're right in the trenches of that because you know, he's coming on and taking more on and I like how you've put it like we're we're definitely on different tracks but going to the same spot. You know, I for us it's been being clear and you know, again, tying back to what we're both interested in and what we're both good at, and and being able to hand something off a hundred percent. Because I think where we still have, you know, where there's conflict or when it gets confusing is if I'm still doing a little piece of something and he's just taking on half of it. So mm-hmm carving off things that he can just run with and have as his own has been important. And for me, it's been a bit of more of a, I guess, a learning curve too on just on being okay with stepping away and letting him figure it out. And there may be some, you know, some some issues that come up and he may not do it the way that I, I was doing it. But, you know, I think it's important to sometimes, like, I just have to let, you have to let some things go, right? But for me, I know it's important because in the long run, we both want to be working, you know, in this business. And we both want to have our roles and and be, you know, be successful together. So mm-hmm. if I keep holding on to everything or micromanaging him, we won't survive as a company or as a couple, right? Yeah. So it, it is tough sometimes and there are some heated arguments, but on, you know, I think there's, there's an adjustment on on both of our sides. And we are just very open when we're getting to that, you know, point and, you know, communicating about how we're feeling and also what we need to do for the business. So
0: yeah, I love that. And I do want to ask you about communication. And I'm curious to hear your experience with this. What I have found, you know, to be true in our relationship is that As you well know, at home, you know, we all most likely are comfortable enough where we can let our hair down. And oftentimes when we let our hair down, there may not be as much thought into the way we communicate. I know in a work situation, again, or even in in an interview like this, like I'm very intentional, I'm prepared, I have notes in front of me, I know what I'm going to ask you. If I'm going into a meeting, same type of scenario, I know what I'm going to say. And sometimes at home, you're just having normal, quote, day-to-day discussions, but work or short-term rentals can kind of bleed into those conversations. And what I've noticed is sometimes there have been challenges around communication because one person may have... Intended on that just being a casual discussion, whereas the other one is looking at that same discussion as, "Hey, let's actually move the needle here. Let's figure stuff out." And and we you know we still work through that too. Again, I don't want to paint the picture that you know I have everything figured out. I much like you and your hubby. My hubby and I, we absolutely love this business. We love doing it together, and some of the the things that come along with working with your spouse are very new to both of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious when it goes back to communication, if you have noticed similar situations where, hey, wait a minute, I have to talk to my spouse right now like I'm at work instead of talk to my spouse like they're just m- my life partner. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we totally fall into those traps sometimes where you're, you're talking, you know, it's just a normal evening, whatever, and I'll plop something about, you know, what's going on, and then it becomes a big thing. I think what, what we've been doing, and I think especially on for me, because my mind's always going, so often it's just like spouting stuff off. We actually have a running notes, like on our Mm -hmm. our iPhones, Mm
0: -hmm. and we have
1: a shared list. And it's basically all of those little things that I need to ask him. I just plop it in there instead of spewing it out. So then when we meet in the morning, we can go through those. Because when I'm spewing them out first, I already have my business hat on, right? It's like, it's not my spouse hat. It's like, okay, I got to talk about something about the business. He doesn't know that that's coming at him. So he has his business (laughs) hat on. And he's getting all annoyed and like, you know, I'm not sensitive. And, you know, he, uh, I can be a lot more straightforward than my husband. So I'm just blunt. I say it and that's it. There's no hidden message between my tone or anything. But if I say something in a bit more serious tone, he thinks I'm mad. and It just becomes like more of a, a big thing. So by me doing that, that has helped a lot. If I do have to say it in the moment, I say that I'm like, okay, you know, boss ladies on right now, not Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take offense to how I'm saying this, but like, you gotta do this or, you know, we have to do whatever it is. Yeah, so I think it, it is just taking a pause to either call it out or I stop myself and just quickly, okay, I can ask him this tomorrow or whatever. And we park it because it's been, it's, it, can, it can get a lot and we both get burnt mm-hmm. out, right? You know, you yeah. have your moments. So we are definitely trying to like block stuff where we can.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so talk to me. I use my notes all the time in my iPhone, but I didn't realize that I could have a notes list shared. Oh, with yeah. My How do I do sh- that?
1: You can share a notes list with anybody you just yeah, sh- put their email in. And
0: yeah. what? this is amazing. I'm trying it right now as as I'm conducting this interview. OMG. So yeah, you can totally, it says share and collaborate. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: Add to it. Yeah.
0: I love that because to your point, oftentimes I'm thinking about things while I'm on the go, not in front of my computer, right? Mm -hmm. I might be doing the dishes or I might be, you know, getting ready for the day and doing my makeup or whatever. And I'm talking into my phone or something like that i didn't realize that i could share something right from from yeah. my phone
1: and it's it's oh, we use okay. monday to we use monday to run our business and all of that mm-hmm. but you're not always putting all these little right notes in there and Amen. um and he hates going in monday as well so that's just another hurdle we're working <laughs> here. but at least one notes is very easy to or, or notes is very easy to use and yeah there we go so i love it
0: there's my tip That's so fun. <laughs> so, I'm curious as we kind of bring this to a close, if someone is listening and maybe is considering working with their spouse or having their spouse enter their short-term rental business, what advice would you give to them?
1: I guess my advice would be it's not all rosy and, you know, amazing, but it, it can be. And I think that's still our goal we're striving for. I think you have to be realistic about your expectations on both side and you have to communicate. And it's, it's, it's almost like communication on steroids because it's not just, you know, being clear on, you know, what's going on in the business and your, you know, what you want to do in the future and so on. But, you know, it's also your husband, your partner. And if, if you want to maintain, you know, that as well, you also still have to, you know, be sensitive and, you know, in your approach and, and what we're, what you're working on. And I think that's been a big lesson for both of us. You know, we still work, we're still working on it. It's a work in progress, I think, and it probably will be forever, but yeah, yeah I think communication is not to be understated the importance of, of,
0: being clear and and open and great advice. Great advice for sure. Okay, I want to move into the lightning round. So Brianne, I am going to ask you some questions and I'm going to ask you to answer with the very first thing that comes to mind. First question is, where is your favorite place to vacation? That's tough because
1: I love traveling. One of my favorite trips was going to thailand and that was actually my first exposure to staying in a short-term rental years and years ago so no i love that country it's beautiful there's just so much to do and see Um, yeah so i think that's still my favorite spot
0: i've always heard it is drop dead gorgeous Mm -hmm. and their beaches are amazing correct yes Okay, I'm all about the beach.
1: Yeah, everything. We've, we traveled the whole country and we spent about five weeks there. It was amazing. And it's such a, a well-traveled country that, you know, people speak English everywhere. Like, it's just, you don't have, it's safe. Like, yeah, I just loved it. And it was such a great experience. Yeah.
0: So cool. All right. What's one place you've never been that you want to visit?
1: So on my actual, my list right now that I really want to go to is France.
0: Okay. okay. Would you want to do Paris or the French countryside or what? I want to do all
1: of it. I want to do
0: all it <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Stacey, all of the above.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm go for a few weeks and, you know, tour around, spend, yeah, spend some time in Paris, mm-hmm. but I really want to go around the countryside and, and all of that too. Yeah.
0: So fun. Okay, what's one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you were starting out in the short term rental space? Well, I wish I would have started like 15 years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think going into it or yeah, if I could have told myself when we started, it would be to not, you know, not be reliant on one tool or one platform, you know, Anything, I think, from the get-go, having the mindset that you can, you know, kind of sky's the limit, and to not put all of your, you know, eggs in one basket—be that, you know, what platform you're listing your units on, you know, the location you're in, so on—I think just if we were a bit more open to it all earlier on, we we probably would have been farther ahead than we are now. So,
0: okay, good. What is the best piece of advice? you've ever been given? That's also a tough one. <laughs> um, I think I will have
1: to say it is about just kind of like the, and I don't remember the actual wording about it, but it was it was a, just a conversation earlier on in my work career around the impression you leave with people. So, and that is because, you know, way back when I was earlier on in my career, I was a lot, I was quiet and you know, I wouldn't speak up a lot and so on. So the advice to me was you have to, you know, speak up, even if you're just, you know, asking somebody a question or resaying what they said, you know, to show that you understand it, being, you know, showing that you're engaged with somebody uh, can really just help eliminate a lot of things. So why I feel that's really helps me now is especially dealing with, with guests is, you know, having more of that, you know, sincerity with talking to them, but also with my approach and just really making sure that I'm not leaving things assumed or unsaid and that I'm speaking up first. So, yeah, you know, I know it, it may be a bit odd, but there was something I struggled with a lot, you know, speaking up and, and kind of even having those uncomfortable discussions, right? When it's like, sorry, the hot tub's not working, like, you know, like being ahead of things so that uh, people aren't feeling that we're neglectful. Yeah.
0: Very cool. And what is one thing and or person that you're grateful for today?
1: I will say my children. <laughs> I can't pick just one. Yeah. They have <laughs> really, you know, like all parents, you know, they change your lives. And a lot of why we're doing this is to make our lives better, you know, for them as well. So, yeah, they make it all worth it.
0: Absolutely. Now, Brian, I'm curious. I hadn't thought about asking you this before, but one of the questions I'm curious to get your perspective on is you are a member of my Achievers Club, which is an elite mastermind for folks who are experienced, very experienced in the short term rental space. I'm curious in your time that you have been with us inside the Achievers Club how that tight knit group of women has helped you in your journey on this STR path.
1: Yeah, it's been a few months, but I feel like the group that we have, it's been just amazing for me to be around other business owners, entrepreneurs in this space that are really just amazing. Like I feel almost sometimes like, Oh, I'm not I don't know if I'm qualified enough to be in this group. But I have learned so much just from really looking at this as, you know, it's a business. It's not just about rental properties or, you know, rental income. Like this is a business and being in this group has really helped me to elevate that and keep that as, you know, our goal. And I'm not a, like ashamed to say that, that like before I was more just, oh, we're real estate investors who have, you know, short-term rentals, but it's no We're starting this business and I feel so much more equipped now, even in these last few months of just all of the knowledge I'm, I'm soaking in from everybody to help build out our processes and, and how we're, you know, all of the things that we need to do to just, you know, get to where we want to go. No, I love it. And because it's small too, you get to know everybody and we're really, you know, building those great connections. So.
0: Yeah. Well, and I will say, you know, as much as you've learned, you shared, you know, you are an integral part of that mastermind and you are absolutely qualified uh, to be in that group. So it's been really, really enjoyable, not only watching uh, the connections, obviously among all of us, but but having the opportunity to get to know you personally, it's it's been a true joy for me too. So thank you. Brianne, I'm curious if anyone wants to learn more about you, the services that you offer or hear more about your journey, what's the best way for them to reach you online?
1: Yeah, so I'm on, on Instagram and Facebook. So we have two handles. So Junction House Getaways is for all of our short-term rentals. And Junction House Properties is more of our real estate investing side of our business. So yeah, you can find us uh, on there. And that's a a great just kicking off point to our website and and all the other information. So happy to connect with anybody on on Instagram.
0: Love it. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it it was great chatting. And uh, I I still have to decide if I'll let Doug listen to this or not, but we'll
0: see. (laughs) I love it. Thanks so much. (laughs) Now, before you go, I want to give a shout out to some amazing women inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. Just one day ago, Samantha Backstrom posted, Anyone allow weddings or larger events at their STRs? We've been approached twice to host weddings at our largest property, and we've turned them down. Just curious if anyone has successfully done this, what you charge on top of the rental, and what requirements you have in place. And we have amazing answers, such amazing feedback from folks like Elizabeth Sheik, She says, yes, beach and mountain properties. I charge extra per head and an extra day of the rental fee. So for example, if they plan to be there, set up chairs and rent, et cetera, and people are using the bathroom, I will charge $500 to $1,000 for the rental time period and more if it goes over or if someone from my company is there on site to monitor. Home weddings can be amazing and they can also get out of hand. Great, great points, Elizabeth. Or I'm going to call you Liz, really. I also found Jennifer Costa's feedback important. She says, need to know the cost to insure as an event house and if you can get enough event bookings to make that a smart investment. Very interesting perspective, Jennifer. Thank you for sharing. And if you have not joined the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group, I encourage you to do so. It is jam-packed with more than 40,000 women who eat, sleep, breathe, and talk about short-term rentals each and every day. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you very soon. Hey sister, thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to let you know about a free resource my team is providing, the STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session. If you're looking to take your STR business to the next level, or heck, even just get it started, this free one-on-one is something you won't want to miss. You'll discover new tools for your STR business and outline an action plan that will help you achieve your goals and reverse engineer your STR success. This session is your chance to get the help you need to succeed. Schedule your free STR success blueprint strategy session right now by visiting stacystjohncom success.